Hey, Fit Friends, quick shout out to today's sponsor, Milton's. At my house, we are hooked on their cauliflower crust pizzas. They are deliciously thin and crispy, made from premium ingredients and ready straight out of the oven in just 15 minutes, making them so convenient for a quick and easy meal that everyone will enjoy. And I have some exciting news for all of you. They're inviting our listeners to sign up to receive free Milton's pizza. Check the show notes for more details on how you can receive Milton's pizza to share with your friends and family at no cost to you. All right, team, on to the show. Have you ever felt like you were finally finding your stride on your non-diet journey? Maybe you finally healed your relationship with exercise. You're ready to step foot into a gym again just to be triggered by the group fitness instructor who says summer bodies are made in the winter. Today's episode, it was actually inspired by a real life client conversation that we have recently where she was really wanting to find not just body positive, but really truly weight inclusive fitness. Here at Fit Friends Happy Hour, we firmly believe that you can eat the pizza and have performance goals. And you can exercise for no other reason than you just enjoy it. It's so important to create a safe and inclusive space within the fitness world where individuals of all body types and abilities can not just feel supported, but really and truly feel celebrated. Welcome to Fit Friends Happy Hour a podcast about all things nutrition, fitness, and life in your 20s and 30s, all from a non-diet lens. I'm your host, Katie Hake, and I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and certified personal trainer. Join me here every week as I talk with interesting people and experts from all walks of life about their relationship with food and their bodies. I'll also share my experience working with clients in my private practice to help women find food freedom and body confidence. I'm on a mission to help you stop quantifying and start living. Learn to stop measuring your success by the scale and find your fears. Recently on my Instagram stories, I posted a poll about how you felt about the word fit. I actually did an episode on this a few weeks ago. Go check that out if you haven't already. But ultimately, the responses were pretty interesting. So many of you felt that fit really described aesthetics, kind of pleasing physically, how well my body is able to conquer, perform, or kind of carry out different physical challenges or demands. Some of you mentioned that that word felt like intimidating. It feels like forever since I've been that word. It's my pre-baby body. It's when I'm in shape. It feels like I'll never get there. And just a reminder, I will be taking you on this journey with me to redefine fit because when we talk about fitness, when we talk about you know what that looks like, there is a stereotype of it has to look a certain way. And I just want to start this episode and encourage you to start thinking about what does that word mean for you? And if you were to redefine it, what would you want it to mean? How would you describe it in a way that makes you feel empowered? So let's start by just understanding body positivity, weight inclusive fitness. Like what does that even mean? So body positivity is really a movement that promotes not just self-acceptance, but body diversity, right? If you can accept yourself, you can accept and respect that bodies are different. 
all bodies, we should respect them all, including our own, regardless of the size or the shape. And then there's weight inclusive fitness, which prioritizes your well being, but also the enjoyment of movement over weight loss or appearance based goals. And this all does kind of fall under the umbrella of the principles of health at every size that, you know, the health at every size principles that kind of underpin weight inclusive fitness because they focus on holistic health and well-being rather than weight as the sole determinant of health. So how do we challenge mainstream fitness culture? And maybe you're listening to this and you have thin privilege, right? You naturally genetically are in a smaller body. And so you don't face the same weight bias that someone in a larger body does. You know, I hope that you feel encouraged by this episode to know that you can be an ally. You can also be part of the change, even if you don't experience the stigma personally. And I would argue you even play a greater role in advocating for creating a, a safe and inclusive space for others because you have that privilege, right? Using that privilege to your power. So we have to start by addressing that in diet weight focused messaging that is the mainstream in the fitness culture. That is the norm. You know, you see so many gyms and studios and boutiques. Like if you just even look at the marketing, right? It's typically thin females with six packs. I think we're starting very, very slowly to get a little more diversity. I mean, you'll see different colors, uh, you know, very well-known studio in my area. Some of their marketing actually has a female who has a prosthetic, but it's not the norm, right? The norm, if you Google fitness or studio gym, like those, you're going to see a certain type of image, which is definitely not inclusive. We know that this weight centric focus on goals is detrimental to our health. It's not inspiring seeing that body. We think right. And marketers think, Oh, people want to see, and I hear this all the time working with gym owners and other leaders in the fitness industry is, well, people want trainers or instructors who quote unquote, walk the talk, who look the part. And the reality is, I would argue is that people want to see people who look like them. They want to feel represented. They want to see, okay, if that person can do it, if that person can show up and be in this space and you know, feel celebrated, then I can, I can go in there as well. And I can be part of, you know, this community. I, I'm going to feel safe. I'm going to feel welcome. I'm going to be able to work towards my fitness goals without worry of being judged by others. And so it's really important, you know, as maybe the conversations that you have in a gym setting that you're in right now, or even just talking to friends or family or people who are talking about these topics, can we start to shift the focus to overall health and well-being, and take the focus away from these weight-centric, weight-focused goals? If you go back to episode 318, we talked about, you know, will being in a smaller body make me happier? And we really explored that there, there's so much harm with weight stigma, with body shaming, with these unrealistic beauty standards that are often perpetuated in the fitness industry. We talk about how that is in just diet culture, but I think it really bleeds into the fitness industry or we could even call it wellness culture. 
So I just want to call it those two things. You know, we've got to understand what is body positive? What are we trying to achieve with weight inclusive fitness? And how can we start to challenge that mainstream belief that fitness has to look a certain way? And my ask to you personally, individually, is to start to ask, how would I redefine the word fit? What does it mean to me? So once you have that definition or you've started to marinate, like, what do you want to feel when it comes to fitness? Or if that word feels triggering for you because of, you know, the marketing and the mainstream fitness, I would invite you to just replace that word with movement, right? What do I want movement to feel like? And you can start by exploring various types of movement. Now, what do I mean by that? There's so many different ways that we can be active, that we can move our bodies that can also align with your interests and just what you prefer, what you're interested in, what you prefer, what sounds good. You know, you don't even necessarily have to love it, but what, you know, if you had to pick one, what would you pick? So there's so many different types of movement. There's yoga, there's dance, there's swimming, which can be low impact, you know, take stress off the joints. There's hiking where you can get outdoors. There's strength training. You know, any type of movement is going to be beneficial to your health. And so when you start to think about movement and fitness and exercise, can you start to think outside the box a little bit and just what is what is a way of moving my body that sounds interesting, that sounds enjoyable, that sounds like it would feel good, right? It doesn't sound painful. It doesn't sound like torture, right? A lot of people have that experience with movement, which holds them back from pursuing it again. So just ask yourself, like what, what's going to feel good physically, but also what's going to feel good for me mentally? What's going to kind of nourish my physical and my mental well-being? Now, once you identify that thing, and I want you to even think about it, like if my body weren't holding me back, I hear that a lot of times in client session, what would you do? What would you do if your body wasn't holding you back? And let's say it is hiking, but you have bad knees and you haven't hiked in years. And so while it sounds good mentally, physically, it doesn't feel appealing. So I want you to pause and challenge that thought and see how can I get creative? How can I make that movement accessible? Maybe it's not, you know, a hike in the Colorado mountains. Maybe it's starting by driving to a nearby park and walking to where, you know, there's a bench and sitting and just being in nature and acknowledging all that around you and walking back. Right. Like think about baby steps. And again, when you feel stuck, ask yourself, if I had to choose, what would I choose? And if we can just start by taking that next first step, oh my gosh, you, you're on the right track. I firmly believe, and I say this as a fitness professional and working with so many different types of clients and different types of bodies and abilities and different uh, goals as well. Like there is some type of movement that's accessible, that's enjoyable for everyone. And if you are looking for expert help with that and you go to a place that doesn't feel safe, that doesn't feel supportive, I would encourage you to keep looking. It's easy to get discouraged, but I want you to keep looking and I'm going to link to some resources in the show notes as well because it's out there. But I will say it's a challenge at first. It's kind of like finding a therapist, 
right? You know, you need therapy. You know, the outcome is what you, you know, you're looking for. You're, you're going because you want the outcome. But at first it can feel like dating. Like you just don't like the person. You don't click. Maybe they said something that rubbed you the wrong way. It didn't feel like the right environment. And finding a, a fitness space that's supportive, that can often be the same way. So, and back to the marketing piece, that is actually a great place to start when it comes to seeking that supportive fitness space in your area or even online virtually. Look at the marketing. If you don't see representation, that doesn't mean, you know, the actual studio itself isn't inclusive, but it's a really kind of quick insight to it's very clear if they do promote inclusivity. Because again, the marketing might not be 100% reflective one way or the other, but it can be a good place to start, right? If you see diversity in the marketing, that means, oh, okay, this is probably a value to the company. So we hope that you're going to see that with inside the walls, inside the doors as well. But great place to start looking at what is the marketing? What is the website? What is their messaging? What are the images? And does it feel that it's inclusive? Now, maybe you've identified the space or maybe you've found a a space that is kind of tolerable. It's good enough right now for you to just get started. Start to think about the concept of mindful movement. What do I mean by mindful movement? Whatever type of movement it is that you choose to do, see if you can start to tune into your body's needs. What's your individual energy level before? What is it during? What is it after? And how can you practice self-care during exercise? Now, what do I mean by that? Let's say you are in the middle of a cycling class and you realize, wow, this is way too intense. It's really uncomfortable, not in a way that's inspiring. And I actually I'm going to take care of myself. The instructor is telling me to turn up the resistance, turn up the knob, but I'm actually going to listen to my body. I'm going to honor my energy levels right now. And I'm going to peel back because I'm just getting started. And that's what I need right now. The more that you can do this with exercise and movement and be really mindful and intentional, kind of be present when you're going through it, be aware of what's happening in your physical body that is going to help you so much when it comes to your intuitive eating journey as well. We can almost think of intuitive eating. There's also intuitive exercise. And this is where you would really focus on joyful movement. And just like you do with food, focus on developing a positive relationship with physical activity. Now, there's so many different things that you can do to cultivate body awareness, such as like I said, focusing on sensations, you know, where do you feel it in your body? If you're strength training, let's say you're lifting weights, like where in your legs do you feel it? See if you can really make that mind-body connection. We talked about checking in with your energy levels, just kind of gauging your overall feel throughout the movement. And then of course, modifying any movements as needed. Like be okay with taking the option, with taking the modification. It does not mean that you are any less. It doesn't mean anything. It's just an option. It's just what your body needs today. And the more that you can listen, tune in and respond, that's going to continue to build that body trust as well. So let's say you found your space or you found that space that, okay, it's good enough for now. It's kind of the best of my options in my area. Now 
maybe start to investigate some body positive fitness professionals. So start listening to different classes, maybe maybe it's classes that you're going to or different trainers. You know, start by just talking and listening and maybe walking by and just being aware and you will probably be able to pick up pretty dang quick even just by how they're training others, how they're coaching, the cues that they're giving, if they are someone who embraces kind of a weight inclusive body positive approach, or if they are weight centric when it comes to their style of training. It's so important to find trainers and promote trainers. And I say this to, you know, both the consumer listening, like you who's out in the gym, but also I know we have some fitness professionals who listen to this as well. It's so important to have trainers, to have coaches, to have instructors who not only prioritize overall health and well-being, but like they really listen to the individual. They really listen to the person in front of them and like what is their individual goals? What is, you know, supporting autonomy? Like what do you want? Why are you here? And really just respect that bodies are different and not everyone wants weight loss. That is not everyone's goal. And for us to make a blanket statement over the microphone, assuming that everyone's goal in this room is to get smaller, like that's just not true. And speak up, like speak up when you hear that. And I would encourage you, if you're a listener and you are really confident in your space and your non-diet journey, like let that be a challenge for you. If you hear a coach or trainer instructor give a weight-focused cue in class, like go up to them after and just say, you know, I want to let you know, like my, I actually have a goal of building more strength. And when you talk about weight loss, it can feel triggering to me. Like I think as a fitness professional to get that type of feedback, wow, from the people who are actually, you know, taking the classes, doing the movements, that is so powerful and would go such a long way. So don't be afraid to communicate your specific needs, any concerns that you have to ensure that what you're going through is a supportive and it's an inclusive experience. And the last piece to finding weight inclusive, body positive fitness spaces is to really build a supportive community, not just the space, but the community and the people within it. There is so much value in connecting with like-minded individuals who share that commitment for body positivity, for body acceptance, and really for that weight inclusivity. There's so many different online communities. You're more than welcome to join ours here at Fit Friends Happy Hour. We'll put the link in the show notes. But also, you know, group fitness classes like that have body diversity. Seek out different local groups that are centered around body positive movement. And if there's not one in your area, you know, be that person. Start one. Find a trainer, find a coach, find someone who has the background, the experience to lead, and you be that driver, you be that force in your community to bring the people together. Because I guarantee if it's something that you're looking for in your community, there's probably other people who are looking for it as well and who need it. And the more that we can just continue to foster these supportive relationships, we can share our experiences, we can share our challenges and our successes with others on a similar journey. That is how we change the world. That is how we stop the diet culture. We and we really create this new movement, this new generational change for years to come. 
So I hope you found today's episode powerful. I hope you found some sort of nugget that just inspires you to keep going with your journey and movement, fitness, exercise, whatever you want to call it, because there is so much transformative power when we can create these spaces that are respectful, that are inclusive, that are for truly everybody in all different aspects of life. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend. You can subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Fit Friends Happy Hour. Talk to you next time.